temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Minas. Good morning, Western New York golfers in Southern Ontario. This is PGA professional Jeff Minas on the Tea to Green radio show. I'm with Brian Kev- uh, Brian Sil- <laughs> first time hosting. How am I doing? I'm with uh, Steve Barkowski this morning because Brian Cozio and Kevin Sylvester are on assignment. We're going to have Kevin Sylvester join us at 7:30 from the Memorial. Tell us what's going on down there after Tiger's nice run of five under yesterday. And this week we're going to take over the airwaves and talk a lot about the Western New York PGA. So. Um, with no further ado, I'd like to introduce the executive director of the Western New York PGA, Mr. Stephen Barkowski. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good morning, Jeff. Thank you. I'm not Brian Cozio <laughs> or Kevin Sylvester. I never can be, but I'm excited to be here and uh, happy to fill in today. And for those on Twitter that, that tweeted about the Atlanta Falcons quarterback, no, that's that's no. not me. No, yeah, you're a little bit younger than him, yeah. But he's a, you're a Polish rifle also. So, <laughs> But, um, yeah, they let me alone in the studio one time to run the show, and I mess up the intro. <laughs> But, um, Steve, tell us about your day yesterday. So we're here talking about what it's like to be a golf professional this week and, and work in the, in the golf industry. And, and tell us a little bit about what happened with you yesterday. I know you started your day down in Erie, Pennsylvania. Yes, sir. It was an early wake-up, about 5 a.m. We were in uh, Lawrence Park down in Erie, about 6.30. First tee time was 8.30. We had a, you know, our, our second Pro-Am of the year. Mm-hmm. We had 35 PGA professionals competing at Lawrence Park Golf Club um, for, for a pro-am competition and professional division uh, that that lasted tee times went till about 220 mm-hmm. uh, Chris Zumpano actually from Oak Hill won for his third straight year in that event pretty impressive uh, course was playing tough rough was healthy um, I actually had to leave the event a little bit early because I headed to Gananda Middle School where we had uh, east, Mike, of Rochester. east of Rochester east of about Rochester just under three hour drive. Yeah. Got there about uh, 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. and we had a fun after-school program with some of the kids over there in the middle school teaching them about the game of golf, and we used this, what is called snag equipment. Mm-hmm. Start starting new, new at golf. Starting yep. new at golf. Some of my favorite stuff in yes. golf. Plastic iron, some tennis balls, mm-hmm. and, and my favorite part was a, it's a sticky suit that you put on, mm-hmm. and it's got targets on you. We had one of the kids put it on, and the, <laughs> you know what happened yeah, from there. Yeah, they get the, the fire shots at them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it was a lot. Oh, Those a kids usually day. end up goalies, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the kids that put him. the sticky suits on. Yeah, yeah. he said, uh, 
he volunteered his time, which I, I really didn't understand. <laughs> but uh, it was a great day yesterday going from a professional tournament to the other side of what we do in the mm. business and uh, growing the game of golf. Yeah, that's, uh, that, we've talked about that a lot on the radio show, that starting new at golf stuff. We, we use it a lot. We use it for junior pro- – a lot of clubs will use it for junior programs. It's just a great way to get people introduced into golf. Um, I know myself this week I had a program. I had 12 ladies in one program called Get Golf Ready. You're familiar with that program, right? Yes. First time they uh, a lot of them have ever touched a golf club, and, and it went great. We had a ton, a ton of fun, and uh, and that's what we're fortunate to do as BJ professionals. You get into this business because you're passionate about golf and you love the game. It's, you don't get in because you you know you want to clean clubs. You Correct. know, um, you get in because that's the stuff you like to do, and 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 it's been a lot of fun. Now, also we have a, a pretty nice honor. One of our members is being inducted into the West New York Sports Hall of Fame. Do I have that correct? Yes, the the Greater Niagara Buffalo Hall of Fame. Lonnie Nielsen, mm-hmm. uh, he worked as the the head. PGA professional at Craig Byrne Golf Club for many years and then had a long stint on the PGA Tour, won many actually PGA Tour events and Champions Tour events and in the local area, I think he won, uh, I want to say about 10 section championships, yeah. New York State Open. Give or take five or six. Yeah. 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 Great player and, and he played yesterday at Lawrence Park, wonderful individual and he comes in this year in the 2018 class which is headlined by Joe Macy so congratulations mm-hmm. Baby Joe. That's, a, that's a huge honor. Yeah and he's been a good guy and, and a great ambassador for golf in Western New York forever and ever. Um, played the tour how many wins on the senior tour for Lonnie? Two? Did he win twice on the senior it tour? It was a couple times, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and just the, when you think of Craigburn Golf Club, you think of obviously Frankie LaForce, but you also th- and Tim Faulkner, and but you think of you think of Lonnie, and when you think of West New York golf, he he's certainly at the top of the list. Now we also have um, we had a, we had a good time Thursday for a little while until we got <laughs> the rain. One of the another, one of the other cool things we get to do is the Hope Program. Tell us a little bit about the Hope Program. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate. We we tried to get the Hope Program in. Uh, Thursday night at Fox Valley, and everything was great. Sun shining, about 6 o'clock, I think. Program runs from 6 to 7.30 each week, and comes well, 6.15, it just opened up. Opened up. But that was the second week. We got the first week in, and yeah, the whole program, which is helping our Patriots everywhere, um, it's a partnership that our PGA and our PGA Foundation uh, team up with the, the VA hospitals, one in Buffalo, one in Canandaigua, and one in Erie, and it, it introduces, introduces veterans to the sport of golf, uh, instruction, playing opportunities, and social events, and it really uses this activity as you know, progress and rehab, mm-hmm. helping them to assimilate back into society. Um, so, you know, we have lesson plans for each class each week, but a lot of the time, as you know, because you're yeah. there every week, it just turns into we're talking about stuff. Yeah. Sometimes golf, sometimes not golf. They just love being out and seeing their buddies and and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of connections there. You know, a lot of shared experiences. Uh, and we, I think, we have three ex-Marines on the staff helping teach. We had a, we had a, a young assistant professional who just got out of the Marine Corps on Memorial Day and was yes. in Hawaii as of Monday and was there Thursday as a golf professional. Now not a Marine helping teach the program. Uh, yes, the assistant from Fox Valley. Uh, his name escapes me right now, but Christopher Shank. Christopher Shank. Yeah, tough golf Great name. Last yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's never heard that joke before. Yeah, but um, but that was really cool, and it's something. That, that's really, really fun to do. And that, that goes on. I mean, so what's fortunate for you is everywhere you go, everybody's always happy because they're always playing <laughs> golf, right? No one's ever. You know, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm very fortunate to have the job I have. I just get to go around and see 
the work that PGA professionals are doing and the smiles that they're bringing to kids' faces, veterans' faces, mm-hmm. their members' faces. Uh, yeah, I'm very fortunate. Yeah, and we've uh, coming up soon. We got the Duster Challenge over at Fox Valley. Um, you were there last year for that. By the way, if you want to sign up for the Duster Challenge, DusterChallenge.com. The events uh, Friday, August third, Fox Valley, Lancaster Country Club. That's another uh, another function as as seems to at all golf functions do is raising money for charity. Um, it's a great putting contest. Actually, your dad, by the way, was in the uh, playoff last year. He yeah. was, yes. Yeah, your dad's a tall man who putts very, very, very well. And uh, it's a ton of fun. We had a bunch of fun watching that last year. There's a bunch of music, and uh, uh, kids were running around. We had, you know, there's, there's, we're sponsored by Michelob Ultra, and so people were enjoying that responsibly. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about that with the Duster Challenge. With that, uh, What were your impressions when you saw the Duster Challenge for the first time? I know you're probably a little skeptical. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Sylvester approached me, I think, last year about it, mm-hmm. my first year back here, and um, <laughs> thought it was a funny idea. Yeah. I didn't know what to think about, but uh, the night of, it was just a blast. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Not only people were taking it serious, too, but mm-hmm. uh, everyone was having a good time, and, and the, the course that was set up was a lot of fun. The one hole was a little... Yeah, Kevin likes that <laughs> hole. He thinks that makes or breaks it. Yeah, he... You can make it a one or you can make an 11 if you just keep missing that one. Yeah, yeah it's it's just a fun night. It's mm-hmm. something, you know, out of the ordinary in golf. We look for fun activities for families to get involved in. And I would encourage you to just sign up and see what it's all about. I think we finished we finished under the lights probably about 10 p.m. in the yep. final. And people were cheering them on, enjoying the Michelob Ultra. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but in you know, the most important thing is it was for charity. Right. And a lot of what we do in golf and the PGA Tour and PGA of America and the local section is mm-hmm. is give back to our local community. We're so fortunate mm-hmm. to do that. I I spoke about the Lawrence Park uh, Pro-Am that we were in yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and the PGA professionals in our section are involved in about a dozen Pro-Ams throughout each year. And, mm-hmm. and last year in 2017, our Pro-Ams through our PGA professionals raised just under 300000 for local charities through the community. So yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah, not bad for a bunch of a few golf pros in, uh, in khaki pants and <laughs> blue blazers hanging around. Uh, pretty good year for us. Now, that raises money for the Reach Foundation, which is another thing I'm, I'm active with. And, and can you explain, you know, I think, I don't know if people, we have, we have a foundation. I'll let you explain it, but um, it, it does do some good in, in our West New York area. Give us a little history of the Reach Foundation and what it's done lately. Yeah, the Reach Foundation, which Jeff is actually a, a member of our board of trustees on, um, it's our charitable arm of our section. And it's really the vehicle for us to um, really give back to the community, really support our mission of what we're trying to do is growing the game. And and we basically have three founding pillars for our mm-hmm. PGA Reach Foundation, one being youth, the other being military, and the one by being diversity in golf. So everything that we do relates around those founding pillars. Um, like I said, last night we were out in Gananda with Snag Golf, teaching kids in school. So one of our programs is golf in schools, mm-hmm. another being PGA Hope, helping our patriots everywhere, and another one that we've done um, – Michael O'Connor and the Cockle Club. Michael O'Connor is the president of our foundation. They put over five hundred thousand dollars into J.C. Martin, where I think you the we WGR did a show last year. Last year, super cool. Yeah, it, it, it cool. rebuilt a, a a nine-hole golf course next to the the zoo in yeah. Erie. There's that, an ice rink there too. Yeah, yes, yes. That needed a little work, and and the what they did to the course is unbelievable. And now the access that it brings to kids along the across the community is amazing. Mm. And um, yeah, it's the foundation is is one of my favorite parts of my job to be a part of. Uh, like you said, to see the smiles on the kids, and we're working on some pretty cool projects coming up. 
um, yep, for I'm, the foundation. And, and you know, I, I encourage anyone listen if you're if you're interested in, in um, helping our mission and, and you know creating awareness for our foundation. That's I'd love to hear from you. Uh, one of the things we're going to be doing this year. Um, we're calling it the 98 day hundred hole marathon, you know, PGA, a lot of words, PGA professionals, uh, around this area. We always talk about golf season here really is Memorial day to labor day. That's about 98 days okay. in between that. And what we're doing is if PGA professionals and three amateurs can team up mm. any day between those 98 days and play a hundred holes at their course mm. and, and raise money for the charity. A hundred holes ch- throughout the summer. Nope. <laughs> one day, 100 okay. holes, one day, any format you want. Uh, you could raise funds through family and friends. Half of it will go to your local charity, and the other half will go to our PGA Reach Foundation supporting the community. So if you're up for it to play 100 holes around in, in one day, I'll be doing it. And yeah. I know Jeff, you'll be doing it. Yep. Uh, I encourage you to, to take the try. I saw one of our Reach board members, uh, Jamie Miller. He did something very similar at Wanaka. Uh, I'm not quite sure what he did. He played 100 holes walking, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Jamie like, Miller. <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> Jamie Miller, nope. another board of trustee on our foundation. Yeah, he played 100 holes at Wanaka yesterday for Roswell Park, and they walk. And, and rumor at is— At Wanaka, that's—I mean, yeah. we're at Glen Oak. It's flatter. Right. Wanaka is not super hilly, but there are some hills there. After six hours of walking, that some of those hills are getting big. Sorry, I, I texted I, him. I texted him actually uh, yesterday late, asking how sore he was. Uh, <laughs> haven't gotten a response yet, so I hope he's okay. Um, but I, rumor was he did it last year too, and he was about twenty under par for a hundred holes. So. Oh, I believe it. He's a he's a good player. Yeah, and it's funny how you know. I mean, you play golf when you know when you're just playing. Sometimes you know you go out in these pla- practice rounds before a tournament, you're buzzing around, playing as fast as you can, um, just hitting shots, just reacting to your target. You play great. It's when you slow down and you start thinking about it and this and that. We're going to cover that later on our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week with uh, with pre-shot routine and pace of play and how much, how it can make you better. But, yeah, so, if I mean, as, as we sit here and talk to you, I mean, I could actually ask you questions. It seems like all morning about all the different tentacles that the Western New York PGA has going on. Junior PGA Junior Tour now. Tell me, I mean, that's something we're also very proud of. How many kids are on our junior tour right now? <laughs> Jeff, I wish I wish when I was younger the, the Western New York PGA Junior Tour was around. And, oh, you'd yeah, be on the, TV right now. You'd be playing with Tiger. <laughs> yeah. The opportunity it gives to kids of all ages and all skill levels is, is incredible. It's So it's it's a tour that was set up uh, probably, I think, late 90s by our PGA professionals, mm-hmm. um, run by our staff now in the office. And um, we're about a third of the way through the season here. And we have 35 events for the kids throughout the summer, mm-hmm. Buffalo, Rochester area, and some of the best courses around. We have 242 kids signed up right now, I think. That's a lot of kids. And they can sign up for different – there's different levels of membership, but you mm-hmm. can play 10 events or 5 events throughout the summer. Uh, you gain points for a championship and, and – the final championship is going to be at Niagara Frontier this year. But most importantly, when I was – I used to work for the section as the junior golf director in 2011. And and some of the friendships that I saw and now the kids I see today that are in college or older, uh, the friendships they've created through the Western Europe PGA Tour is really cool to see. And I know as a college coach, I was always checking out who was the best player. who, the, And then you find out who the best kids are too. Like, you know, there's there's so many good kids. We, we, we talked with uh, – it was a super exciting uh, interview with – the uh, district champion last year, Spit, uh, Spit, yep. Yep. Ben Spitz. Ben Spitz. Yep. It was a neat conversation. You could hear the excitement in his voice for his golf and his golf team. He played on our junior tour. Uh, all these kids that you, the best, the best players in the section are always 
have played on that junior tour. It used to be interclub. The interclub matches between the, the private clubs used to be the way kids would get experience playing. Now you don't have to be a member of a club. You don't have to be at a private club or anything like that. You can join our tour, play anywhere you want, and get some tournament experience, make a bunch of buddies, travel around, play some of the coolest clubs in western New York. Uh, yeah, I know it's a little late in the season maybe to get in. Uh, no? No, there's still some time. There's Are still there? availability. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we have room for about 200 60 okay. probably to, to fill in so we still okay. have like i said we're only a, a third of our season down we head to lakeview country club today in, in erie for the junior tour and i think that's the 12th of the end of the year so we still have a good amount so if you're, you're interested and you want to sign up let me know okay yeah, western new york pga wnypga.com right correct yes right. yeah we did get that um also all right so uh other than that, what have we got going on in Western New York golf? Well, coming up soon, we have the Porter Cup Qualifier on Monday, June 25th up at Niagara Falls Country Club. The top 10 entries will make the Porter Cup. So if you're interested in that, go to www.portercup.com. I believe you have to be about a 3.0 index or lower verifiable to attempt to qualify. Another really cool event. You look around Western New York. Uh, people say, well, you can't be a good, there's not a lot of, this is, this is a great area for golf. Rochester, the Rochester market's one of the best markets in the country for supporting golf. We have, uh, you know, we've got the PGA Seniors Championship next, next year, which we need to talk about. We have the Porter Cup, which is one of the premier, uh, amateur events in Western New York. We'll see, you'll see the best players literally in the world that are amateurs playing it. We have the event down at Peak and Peak coming up. The Lecom Health Challenge, yes. And um, so, all right, so the Lecom Health Challenge is coming up, and we have some involvement there. We're, are, are we still running the qualifier for that? So give us a little information on that qualifier if you're an interested player. Let's see, what would you have to do? Yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're interested in trying to make a run on the PGA Tour, mm-hmm. uh, we host a qualifier at Shorewood Country Club in Dunkirk mm-hmm. on Monday, July 2nd, open to 154 participants. Mm-hmm. Um, and all you need to be is a two handicap index or under okay. to, to compete. And it, it usually, last year, I think we had I want to say there was about eight spots into the actual event at Peak and Peak, which runs the end of that week, the mm-hmm. 5th through the 8th, I think, this year, um, which is with some of the best players in, in July, right? In Fifth the world in July. July. Yep. Yes. And uh, it was amazing last year that the. The qualifying score, well, just to make, get into the playoff for the qualifying score, was 64 at Shorewood. So that shows you how good these guys are. But you never know. And mm-hmm. I, would, I would give it a try. And maybe you could play against some of the best in the world at Peak and Peak come July. Is Dudley Hart going to be there? Dudley Hart played in the Health Challenge last year. Okay. I hope he makes an appearance again this I year. I thought I heard he was going to be down there. I don't know that to be a fact. Another Western New York yes. PGA professional. Yes. And he's a member of our section, isn't he, still? He's a member of yeah. our section, Dudley Hart, yeah. The Dudley Hart, PGA Tour player. He's uh, he's about to enter the senior tour player. I think I heard he's going to be down there. Um, Porter Cup, that's a ne- another nice event. But tell us about now. The, there's some deal, too, uh, with the PGA Seniors Championship coming to Oak Hill next year. We were talking about this before the show. Yeah, and you spoke about how... <laughs> how the Rochester community really revolves around golf. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There's really no other community that is that golf friendly. Um, we actually, they sold out volunteer amateur volunteers in one day for next year's senior PGA championship. And, um, this year's just ended. We're going to be hosting it next year at Oak Hill, mm-hmm. uh, mid-May, and tickets are going on sale soon. And actually, we have a pretty cool deal. If if you contact your local PGA professional, you can get ten percent off uh, senior PGA t- tickets for Oak Hill. And there's different packages there, right? I mean, yeah. there's all you could get a weekly badge, you can mm-hmm. get the, the badges to tents, all this and that. So yes. yeah, if you're planning on going, you got a PGA professional. Contact your PGA professional. Hey, you get a you, nice you deal. Know, if you're going to buy them, you always save ten percent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm a, I'm a little Polak. I'm, I'm going to save a few bucks. <laughs> so, well, the, yeah. So this is an active, active section. This is an active, active time in Western New York for golf, and um, and we are fortunate that this is what we get to do. The weather's finally good. May, uh, if I think I heard this week, May was the hottest month on the warmest May uh, in record since they've been keeping records or something. Uh, I, I'm getting a little flustered here because I work at a golf course, and a month like that will run you a little ragged, but it's been great. But the warmest month in in, in record, let's hope uh, July's not or June's not that hot, but um, looking forward, what do we got on our calendar for the P- Western New York PGA for the month of June? The month of June, we have uh, <clears throat> a few more pro-ams. Next week, we head to Bartlett Country Club for mm-hmm. our annual pro-am, uh, Lakeview Country Club for our annual pro-am, and then the Monday after is our Children's Hospital pro-am at Craigburn mm-hmm. uh, for the O'Shai Hospital, which is a great event to be involved in. Um, I think you're playing, Jeff, maybe? <laughs> I'm going to make, make a rare appearance there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I've picked on a lot of my peers for a long time, and now I actually got to go put a score up. I haven't done it in a couple of years, but I'm looking forward to it. I've been working on my game again. It's fun to it's fun to actually think about competing again and, and to start hitting some balls, working on your short game, trying to identify your weaknesses, trying to build your confidence, You know, getting, re- getting ready to be in the, uh, in the tournament arena. As you know, and as I know, that there's a big difference between being a club golfer, playing with your buddies, and then when you actually got to put a score on the board at the end, playing, you know, the best courses with the, the rough up, with the pins tucked, with the best players around. Uh, that To me, it's a ton of fun to get out there and be able to do something like that. That's where I wish when I was a kid we had something like the Western New York PGA Junior Tour so I could become more comfortable being in more tournaments and right. stuff like that. Now, I've played in a whole bunch. I'm pretty comfortable now, but it's uh, as a kid, and when you're learning, that's uh, it, it, it's. It, it is a it is a great way to learn to play. If you play hockey and then you go play in a tournament, it's different. You know, there's a different level of participation, a different level of energy and everything else. Same thing with golf tournaments here. Steve, what else can you tell us? You know, tell us. I, I guess I'd like to talk a little bit more about um, junior golf. Okay, mm-hmm. um, something I'm pretty passionate about. Um, you know, there's nothing more fun as a PGA professional to get up and, and think, hey, I got 30, 40 kids coming to learn golf today. You see them, you see them at the green, they're running on the putting green, dragging the putter behind them. You know, they think it's the coolest thing ever. Tell us about junior golf. What If you were, you don't have any kids yet, but when you're, if you're raising kids, what's, what's the most important thing you think to have kids get into the game of golf? I think that uh, there's many ways you can get involved, but First and foremost, you want to get involved in something that's fun. So something I think about right now that's coming up the end of June, I think June 24th is our first one, is called Drive, Chip, and Putt. Um, it's a it's a local competition, which is free to anyone that wants to sign up. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go through a competition's basic skills, driving, chipping, putting, and they actually have the chance to go to Augusta National for the Masters, and that starts actually this coming month, June mm-hmm. 24th. The drive and chip then, putts. Yeah. We, and we've had two local kids in the last two years get down to Augusta. Lily yeah. Zhang last year. From Lily Park Zhang. Park. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so if, if yeah, if if I had a kid right now and, and mm. wanted to get involved in golf and uh, didn't know what to do, at least give a, bring them to drive, chip, and putt, see if they're at least interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's open to kids ages starting at 7. What an atmosphere, too, right? Uh, oh my gosh, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun to see. And it's, you got 180 kids or something like oh, that. We average about 180 kids, which is amazing. Uh, and watching their pa- the funny thing is watching their parents on the sideline biting their nails. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're taking three drives. Oh, is it in the target? Is mm. it in the? It's just so fun. It, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And we we're fortunate enough. We host four locals this year. Uh, two are actually in Buffalo. 
Briarwood and our host home site, Fox Valley. And then we actually have the sub-regional championship this year, which some of the top players from our locals and other section locals will head to, to your course, course, Glen Oak, in August and compete to try to make it to the next step, which I think is winged foot this year Jeez. at the regionals. Yeah, they, they give them some nice facilities to play at. Um, and then if you make it through winged foot, you play at Augusta National next year. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, and that's the, that's the best day of TV, golf TV, that year, this Sunday before the Masters. Now, can we? Are we allowed to tell the parents not to tell their kids to keep their head down, <laughs> keep their left arm straight, keep your eye on the ball, throw the club at the target? Can we? Can we tell parents not to do that because all those things are not helping their golf swings? All I would say is contact your local PGA yeah. professional and, and, <laughs> and right. bring them to a lesson. And talking about PGA professionals and lessons, and another way to get your kids involved in golf is PGA Junior League because mm-hmm. um, that combines both. It combines. Uh, teaching from some of the best in the business with PGA professionals as well as competition. And we've talked about it <clears throat> numerous times on the show, PGA yeah. Junior League. And this year is actually we're all set. We've got uh, five different divisions competing throughout the summer. Oh, really? Yeah, we have a lot of players. We have five divisions, just under 400 kids competing on our Junior League this and, year. And as of two years ago, what do we have? Maybe 100 100 kids, maybe, yeah, 150, maybe, maybe, 100 maybe 100 kids. Yeah, yeah, we're up about 25% just from last year on Junior League because it's such a fun and great program. And yeah. our foundation, speaking of, we actually sponsored a first tee of Western New York team this year, um, getting those kids access to Junior League. So I'm excited to see some of their matches. And again, we have a championship this year for Junior League mm-hmm. going to Glen Oak. Oh, I keep mentioning all the Glen Oak things. Funny how that worked <laughs> out. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it just happens that we're, we, because we, we're, we're, huge supporters of, of junior golf and, and exposing everybody to golf. So we just want to have everybody out there and create an atmosphere where people, you know, can come and play. Yeah, and oh. we're so, we're so fortunate, Jeff, we, you know, like I said, we run 35 junior tour events around our section. That means 35 PGA professionals around our great section, uh, give back to the game of golf and junior. So, you know, whether it be our home site, Foxvale, or Chautauqua Golf Club they were recently at, or Lakeview Country Club today for our juniors. We're just so fortunate that we have PGA professionals that are backing junior golf in our area. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think for this segment we have covered a bit of the West New York PGA, and as I'm always happy to do it. Uh, when we come back from the break, we're gonna we're gonna have a, we're gonna talk a little bit more about what's going on in the golf world, you know, other than Western New York. And uh, it's seven twenty-five in the morning, and you're listening to T to Green Radio on WGR fifty-five. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by Woods to Wedges, Michelob Ultra, the Western New York PGA, Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. Stay tuned. More Tee to Green coming up. Time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball, and by Donald Ross, the world's finest golf apparel. And we're back. What a we're going to have Kevin Sylvester on to talk to us about what's going on down there. He's down at the memorial, which is being led currently by Kyle Stanley and this Neiman guy. I have no idea who Neiman is. Kevin, are you there? Can you fill me in on who Mister Neiman is and and what he's doing down there at the memorial? Oh, Joaquin Neiman. Yes, Joaquin uh, Neiman. Yeah, Joaquin, like Joaquin Phoenix, the actor. Ah. He's from Chile, oh. and he was one of the top amateurs in the world. He turned pro just before the Bolero Texas Open and finished in the top five Jeez. there. So I should know who he is. Yeah, well, no, there's a lot of people who don't. So uh, don't feel bad about that because it's really this is only the second tournament where he's been 
uh, near the top of the leaderboard, but the kid can play. He has game like so many young players uh, today. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's interesting how he does on moving day because you mentioned the leaders, but the chase pack is where uh, it's star-studded uh, heading into day three of the Memorial. I mean, you've got Jason Day at eight under par. Dustin Johnson's there at six under par. Phil Mickelson uh, is at four. Tiger's at five. I mean, you've got and there's and, and I'm leaving out. Siwoo Kim uh, is in the mix there. I mean, there's a lot of great names. Matsuyama's one of the four that are going to be chasing Kyle Stanley uh, and Ben Hahn now. A uh, little bit of excitement there yesterday with the uh, Tiger holding out a wedge. Could you hear that when you were out there, Kev? Yeah, so I was on the front side of the golf course um, following Bo Hostler, and you can imagine the gallery was smaller for Bo than it was for Tiger, but you could hear the roars um, around the golf course. You know, it's a hilly golf course, so there are some echoes in there. And, yes, you can hear the roars uh, when Tiger hold out for Eagle on the 11th hole, which, by the way, is just a superb uh, golf hole. I mean, it's hard to pick your favorite golf hole at Muirfield Village Golf Club because the, the, the entire place, Jeff, is just outstanding. Kev, you've been to some pretty, pretty cool places following the PGA Tour around doing PGA Tour radio. Uh, how's this rank? How, how's the memorial? I mean, it almost has a major feel when you watch it. Yes. Um, I, you know, it's funny. We were talking about that uh, yesterday, you know, uh, my volunteer car driver was asking me, all right, so where's this rank? And I'm like, boy, this is close. It's close to the top, if not the top. I mean, uh, the players, uh, TDC Sawgrass, you know, that's a special place. Uh, Pebble Beach uh, is great. It's all gorgeous. Man, 1 through 18 here uh, at Village. It does have a major feel with the field, uh, with Jack Nicholas, you know, just seeing him around <laughs> All over the place. Oh yeah, Jack's on property. Old scoreboards. There's not electric scoreboards, so there may be two on the golf course. But uh, everything is done the old school way. Uh, they got a marker uh, scoring with them, or the shirt and tie, walking the entire golf course. Everything looks perfect. Uh, it is great, and you know, given it's only a five, maybe five and a half hour drive to Buffalo, that's a trip every golf fan should make so much for the memorial. Do you know who you have? Uh, have you got your assignment for today, Kev? Who are you going to be following around today? Do you know yet, or is that when you get to work yeah, this morning? I know uh, today I'll be with Dustin Johnson to see who came early. I was with Dustin his first two rounds. So, you know, he was playing with Jason Day and Rory McIlroy. And then I think I'll, I'll shift down to Jason Day uh, if Dustin is going, going on a little earlier than Jason Day. So if Dustin gets something going early on, uh, then I'll stick with him. If not, I'll probably slide back to Jason Day. Uh, you know, who's shot back-to-back rounds of 68. You know, if you shoot 68 every day, you should win this tournament. You think? Um, yeah. Dustin Johnson with a 66 yesterday changed putters. And He's not, I not the spider? The round yesterday, I go, why did you, why did you change putters? He's like, well, you know, I just went back to the putter that I used last year. I hadn't used it at all, at all this year, and I don't know why. And, and I pressed him on more and said, well, I didn't roll very well. I just thought I'd go back to old trusty. And, well, it worked. I mean, he went from 58 in strokes game putting around one of 25th uh, in round two, made seven birdies as opposed to uh, two that he had in the first round. So there, there's something to, to that putter. And, Jeff, you know, more and more I see more of these pros using the, the tailor-made spider putter. And, um, you know, it's, it's guys 
make it birdie. So there, there's something to that thing. So he, wait, he was using a spider or he switched back to a spider? Yeah. Or he has two, diff, two, two different ones. spiders? Two different spider ones, yeah. Okay. So he, he used a traditional one yesterday. It's kind of a gunmetal gray color. You know, you can think of that putter, uh, Jason Day, I think the most popular uh, when he went on the number one, the red uh, spider putter. And Sergio's putter he used when he won uh, the Masters, and more players went to it. And so Dustin, you, know, you think about all the putters you've seen Dustin use over here. He used blade style when he won the U.S. Open. And then he's gone, you know, went to a mallet, and then he went to that spider. And then he used a modified spider that he debuted at the Players' Championship along with his Aimpoint Express system. And he used that on Thursday, but then changed to the old one on Friday. So I expect to see him, you know, use the one he used yesterday, being the hot putter. you got to go with that one. And it's, what I'm told is that it's got a toe hang like a blade putter. Really? I thought they were all face balanced. Yeah, well, I, I'm told, I, I, was told, I was talking to Kevin Hofstetter about this, so maybe it was Dave Petronic over at Wichita Wedges. And, they, and we'll have him on to explain this better. Uh, maybe you know, Jeff. I know he told me something how it's. It's balanced like a, a blade putter, and that's why the two players love it. Okay, yeah. Well, what happens is if you take a face balance putter and you balance it on your finger, it stays at 90 degrees to the ground, and that helps a little bit with off-center, and and it's it fits different strokes. A blade putter, if you hang it off your finger, the toe will droop down usually about a quarter of the way. They call that quarter droop. You can have different amounts of droop. So typically those those spider putters have been face balanced. So maybe that's why he likes it because it, you can feel a little bit of the flow of the toe through, you know, that's why people like like the answer style putter because that you can feel right. a little and, bit of the and toe. that's what those guys were explaining to me. That's how that, that's why it works. That's why it's so popular and Jason Day seems to be uh, perking up a little bit lately last few weeks, huh? Yeah, well, you know, he's won twice this year, and he, he's on this quest to uh, you know, regain number one, which is great, and you know, he, he was sick a little bit earlier, he lost 10 pounds in the last week <laughs> due, to, uh, due to the illness, um, which I wish he had divulged before I shook his hand. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's just, he's a member at Muirfield, right? Oh. And he gets he gets criticized because he hasn't he hasn't had great finishes here. Though last year he finished tied for fifteenth. But when you're Jason Day, the expectations are you're going to be top five, top five, you know, or, or win the golf. He shot thirty two thirty two on the front nine, even though they're flipped on you know our uh, nine inward nine, bro. but he's got to figure out the backside today. You know, holes ten to eighteen, he shot thirty six both days on. You know, the back nine, if you're going to win a golf tournament, you've got to make it birdie. I think you need to be a couple under three other par coming in. At least one of the days. So we'll see if he's able to do that today. We're not expecting any weather uh, delays today in the area. It's a little breezy here this morning. Um, temperatures are going to be a little bit cooler, so conditions should be perfect uh, for these guys. But the, breeze, the breeze is there. That, that'll be a challenge because, you know, there are some holes, you think of 12, um, where many say, you know, Jack had – uh, Augustus 12th uh, in mind when he made a 12th hole at Nearfield Village, and winds could be an issue there. Uh, you got to cover all water, and it's a very narrow green uh, protected by bunkers. And yesterday, both uh, Rory McIlroy and, excuse me, Thursday, both Rory McIlroy and Jason Day put in the front bunker because uh, they've got the wind line. Well, geez, Kev, you make me want to get in a car and drive down there and watch the event this weekend, but uh, but unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to. But we'll be getting together next week. Uh, we're up at Niagara Falls Country Club for the Women's Porter Cup, right? 
Yes, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, you know, that's been a great tournament. You know, the women's uh, senior open, excuse me, U.S. Open, U.S. Open. I'm thinking senior open because John Smoltz qualified for the I saw that, open, yeah. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but the women's open uh, this weekend, and I just, I remember the very first women's Porter Cup they had at Niagara Falls Country Club, Brooke Henderson yep. was the winner and had an incredible final round. Uh, to win the tournament, and of course, she's a star now on the LPGA Tour. So, yeah, uh, there's some great lady golfers that will be up there for that, and we're looking forward to being there. Great, Kev. Well, you have fun today. We'll be listening to you on the radio, and I uh, hope you get a good group and see a lot of action. And we'll catch you next week at uh, Niagara Falls Country Club for the Women's Porter Cup. Hey, you got to change, Jeff. One quick thing, because a lot of people ask me, like, "Wow, you know, I don't have satellite radio to listen to it." Mm-hmm. You have the PGA Tour app. All right, if you download the PGA Tour app, you know, and just go to the leaderboard section, there's an icon there, a headphone icon. You just click on that, you can listen for free. So you don't need to subscribe or have Sirius XM PGA Tour radio. You can listen for free there or on, you know, Yahoo Sports uh, PGA Tour leaderboard. There's icons there, so you can find our coverage free. All right, great. Start today, 1 p.m. I'll be listening for you. I'll be listening to you, Kev. Okay, so don't, don't make any mistakes, all right? <laughs> no, like, did you? <laughs> All right, Kev, thanks, and, uh, and we'll see you next week. You got it. All right, golfers, right now it's also time for our PGA Tour Champions Report, brought to you by Absolute Care, Affordable Adult Assisted Living. Well, this week there is no PGA Seniors Tour event because last week they had the PGA Seniors Championship in Michigan, which was won by Paul Broadhurst. He was at eight under par, beating Tim Petrovic by six, who was at two under par. And we had a local PGA professional play in there, Kirk Stauffer. Uh, Steve, you got down there to watch Kirk play a few holes. Uh, what was that experience like? It was pretty exciting to watch one of our local professionals competing on that stage. And uh, I watched Kirk for actually 27 holes practicing. Mm-hmm. And I think he only missed one fairway that entire time. So it was fun to watch in Benton Shores, uh, or Benton Harbor, Michigan. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and I work with Tim Freeze, PGA, who played there two years ago in the same event. So it's a, it's supposed to be a pretty cool place, a uh, pretty neat event. So that's the PGA Champions Report brought to you by Absolute Care. Also something coming up, uh, we had this for the first major. We call it the Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel Majors Challenge. Our contest for each major is a chance to win a great prize pack. Each major, we will run this contest. Follow Brian or follow on Twitter at BrianWGR on Twitter for details for this week. So basically, you pick the players for the next major, the U.S. Open, and whoever has the best player pick the most money is going to win it. They win a great prize pack. From They win like a night in the hotel. They get some gaming money, some food. Um, Pretty cool event. So if you're into picking, trying to pick players for events, which is very difficult to do, follow Brian at GR at Brian WGR on Twitter to get details for the Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel Majors champ, uh, Challenge. All right, Tom, we wanted to get to the tip of the week real quick, Steve. Um, Western New York PGA tip of the week brought to you by the Western New York PGA. Hey, we're both Western New York PGA. All right, this week we're going to talk about pre-shot routine um, on the golf course. So so as a college coach and as a, as a golf coach, I, I place a lot of importance on pre-shot routine. You think of my, the analogy I like to use is a, a free throw shooter in basketball. 
does the same number of spins, the same number of bounces, the same knee flex, blah, blah, blah. Same thing in golf. When you watch a good player, you can tell that player. They, you can almost put a clock to how long it's going to take them to go through their pre-shot routine. So what I'm suggesting to players out there is develop a routine. You want to have one for your full swing, and you want to have one for putting. They'll be a little bit different. You know, you want to make it quick. If you spend, there's a direct correlation between how long you stand over the ball and how successful your shot's going to be. If you watch the best players in the world, they're always looking at their target while they're making their, they're always moving. You know, they're going to get up over the ball. They're going to do the same thing, take their grip, take the same number of steps, line up the same way, do everything the same same way and at the same pace you don't want what you see from poor players versus uh good players often is a poor player will freeze and stare down at the ball and start thinking of a million uh things in his golf swing right i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do this when you watch good players they're gonna keep moving and they're gonna their eyes are gonna be on the target more than they're gonna be on the golf ball the best way to have your pre-shot routine is to get up start from aligning behind the golf ball you never want to stand to stride your golf ball go behind the golf ball pick out an intermediate target get a good grip Get in there, get set up the same way every time. Check your ball position, check your face alignment. You know, trust your alignment. Then look at your target and and look at your target while you keep moving. And as soon as your eyes come back from the target to the golf ball, you want to have a trigger in your golf swing that gets the swing started. Now, every good player has a trigger. You want to add this into your pre-shot routine. Mine is I tend to tap my right heel. So if I get up over the ball, I'm looking at the target as much as I can. I'm trying to waggle and keep moving. When my eyes get back to the ball, I tap my right heel twice, and that's my trigger to go. Then my swing starts. Okay, So if I have a pre-shot routine, when I'm under pressure, it makes me relax. It makes me comfortable. It's something I've done 100,000 times. It's just another shot. An 8-iron from 150 is an 8-iron from 150 uh, on the golf course. And that routine gets me into that. That takes. If you do something different every time you get up over the ball, how are you going to be consistent? In your job, if you do something different every time you're trying to fix it, how are you ever going to be consistent? So if you don't have a pre-shot routine, it would be something I would go out there on the golf course and, and as I was working on it today. It'll be a little awkward at first because you might be thinking about your routine. But if you're thinking about your routine, you're not worried about the extraneous things like the bad, you know, the misses or anything else. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to be thinking about your routine today. I'd suggest go out today and play. Try to have a routine. If you break your routine, it's okay to go back and start over. What you want to do is, you know, be focused enough that that doesn't happen too much or that your routine's short enough so that if you do have to break it and go back, it's not causing a delay in play. See, the other thing we talked about is how good you play when you play quickly. Um, we've been having a big push at Glen Oak. We're trying to get players to play faster. Um, you know, just being aware of their pace of play. What are your thoughts? When you watch golf, you know, you've, you've seen millions and millions of golfers, I imagine. Um, how, what can you tell us about this pre-shot routine and how you see it affect good players? Yeah, Jeff, and I think you hit it spot on. Consistency is, is key. Uh, doing the same thing. You watch the... You watch MLB players at bat and how many waggles of the bat they take. You know they they unfold their their batting gloves. So that's definitely consistency is key and in timing. I think it gets a little misconstrued with a pre shot routine and 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 how long it should be. You know some people think it should be a lengthy process. Well, like you said, it should be quick. And on the PGA Tour and Mine's professional like events, yeah, yeah, in Western PGA Junior ten, Tour events. You get 35 seconds to find your yardage and hit your shot. Mm-hmm. So your pre-shot routine should fit into that timing because, um, you know, you got other golfers around you. you got groups behind you. you got groups in front of you, and you got to think about them too. Uh, and playing in a, in a timely fashion is important, but also being comfortable, I understand, is important. And 
And some people don't actually practice this. So what I would say to add to your tip is when you're hitting balls on the range, Mm -hmm. uh, you can even bring a timer with you too if you want. Practice your pre-shot routine. That's what you should be doing on the range as well so you're comfortable when you go into tournaments. You shouldn't be, you know, a lot of people go on the range and they just be whacking balls as many as they can. Pick out a target. um, Take a club that's 150 yards and and practice your pre-shot routine too as well. Yeah, I I think that's great advice. If you're getting ready for your uh, pre-round warm-up, at least make your last several shots you go through your routine as you would on the golf course i often like if i'm going to hit three wood off the first tee i'm going to go through my routine three or four times with that three wood and envision that shot i'm hitting on the first hole well hopefully that helps the golfers today um, we're going to head off to break at 7:46 a.m here in beautiful western new york and we'll catch you on the other side of the commercials you're listening to tea to green presented by woods to wedges michelob ultra the western new york pga custom turf and by our home clubs fox valley Tantera, and Briarwood. Stay tuned. More Tea to Green coming up. I hit some good shots in there and felt like I had nice control of uh, pretty much everything. Unfortunately, I just didn't, didn't make... I missed a lot of short butts, which is you know something I, I don't normally do, which is... Uh, just frustrating. I got to clean that up for come this weekend, and you know, uh, hopefully, I can get it going. I mean, if I hit the ball like this on the weekend, then I got a great chance of uh, you know, winning this tournament. That was Tiger Woods, who had a nice five under par round yesterday. Hold a nice wedge, got the crowd fired up. Is showing a bit of a, a bit of spark lately, and he's really been entertaining us golf fans for a long, long time. See, one of my favorite stories is uh, years ago, PGA Teaching and Coaching Summit, Butch Harmon was there. We were sitting chatting with Butch Harmon afterwards, and he was, t- he was coaching Tiger at the time. And, and you hear Tiger say, hey, I missed a bunch of putts, you know, inside the short putts. He told us Tiger would make 100 three-footers, one-handed, right-handed, before he went to bed every night. If he, didn't, if he got to 98 and missed it, he'd start over. But he, he also told us that at the time, this is when Tiger was the best player in the world, he's, you know, that if they had a 72-hole putting contest, you made the hardest putt on all 72 greens. Instead of winning by five, which Tiger was winning by each week, he'd win by 10. So when Tiger was the best player in the world, he was the best putter in the world. And uh, if you're missing short putts, it can be frustrating to, to any golfer. You know, you hit it in there close, you think you got a great opportunity. Or even, you know, the two putts, you know, you lag it up there to three, four, and you want to make it. It just seems so deflating when you, uh, when you miss those short putts. It kills your momentum. Um, anybody who doesn't believe in momentum, doesn't play golf because uh, it's intertwined with confidence. Um, we talked earlier about drills uh, and routine. Um, I think putting routine is also very, very important. Uh, we talked about the short game routine. The putting routine will just be as equally important. And and one of the things I like to tell people about their putting routine is make sure you visualize success. Okay, I'm trying to make that putt. I'm not trying to get that putt close. I'm going to visualize that putt dropping in the center of the hole. So when I look at a at a golf hole, I've got a straight putt at the golf hole. If the putt's straight, I'm trying to roll it in at 6 o'clock on a clock dial. If it's right to left, maybe it's coming in at 9 o'clock. But I'm going to visualize that speed. I'm going to visualize that break as I'm making my practice strokes, looking at the hole and watching that ball drop in. I'll even try to hear the sound of the ball drop in. And then I get up, I line up, I, I use the side stripe on my golf ball to make sure I know where I'm aimed. 
I get up, I align my alignment on my putter with that side stripe. Sometimes it may not look where you want it to look. I mean, because your eyes can play tricks on you, whether your eyes are over the ball, inside the ball, right eye dominant, left eye, all those issues. So you have to trust it. I get up over it. I'll do the same thing. I bounce my putter once or twice just to take the grip pressure off, look at the hole, look back at the ball, and let it go. So I'll have a quick pre-shot routine and and just make sure that you get in there, you're confident, you're locked and loaded, and you pull the trigger. When you start to have trouble with your putting or those short putts, confidence disappears and, and you start to get these involuntary twitches. So anytime you can have a nice routine that builds and instills confidence and you're visualizing success, you're going to have more success hitting a putt. Watching golfers today, what, do you have any tips to add to that with uh, watching people putt and how they can improve their putting routine, Steve? Yeah, and I think we saw it recently on the PGA Tour with Jason Duffner mm-hmm. at the, the Players' Championship. He he hit the ball solid, mm-hmm. iron striver, and he just he couldn't make a putt. Mm-hmm. And he, that's that. I think that's what cost him the victory. And uh, for local players, I would suggest first of all spend a lot of time on the practice putting green. You don't need to hit a million irons and a million drivers because that's where your game is. You have mm-hmm. to put it in the hole. Second of all, find something that works for you. There's so many different putters. There's so many different putting styles. Practice and figure out what makes the most sense for you. I'm a I'm a heel shafted putter. Mm-hmm. I can't look at any other type of putter, but there's also side saddle stroke. There's claw grips. There's mm-hmm. longer putters. So find something that works for you and stick to it. I think uh, stick to it's the key word there. Yes. If you're fishing every day with a different putter, that's tough. Yes, exactly. So find something that that you really feel comfortable with and then stick to it and 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 practice practice your putting that's the most important part yeah i'm very fortunate custom turf uh built pimped out my basement and you know, i've got a putting green down there one of my favorite drills I, and i mentioned on the show a lot is a chalk line you know I, I put a snap a chalk line down on a perfectly straight putt for three four feet and you just roll putts up a chalk line so if you're out there today working on your putting you know you're going to the course get there a little early snap a chalk line down on the green make sure you move around because your superintendent will kill you if you stand in one spot and ruin his green but uh snap a chalk line down and watch those putts go in listen to the putt. make 30 40 in a row on a on a three foot chalk line and and you see how your confidence builds you'll get up i know points in my career i get up over three four footers they look super easy i I don't even think about it yeah and and one thing if you're playing in a tournament especially and you're at a golf course it's finding the speed a lot of the time you know you're gonna you're gonna miss putts maybe by a quarter of an inch most of the time but if if your second putt is another 10 footer after you just had a 10 footer that's that's not good so you you watch a lot of the tour players and and when they're practicing on the punter green they're not even hitting to the holes Mm. they're figuring out the speed of the green so i would say uh put some tees down on the green um like a ladder drill exactly like Mm -hmm. a ladder drill and just figure out your speed at three feet at 10 feet at 20 feet before you actually start putting to a hole and if you're looking at your if you're three putting a lot when you look at your three putts see if it's based on speed because you didn't get the speed right or if it was based on you know how you stroke the putt or if you got the line right well i hope you enjoyed today's show it was dominated by pga professionals i think that's the way it should always be but um but next week we'll have Brian Colzio and Kevin Sylvester, and we will be up at Niagara Falls Country Club preparing for the Women's Porter Cup. We look forward to that. Go out and play golf today and enjoy your beautiful day here in Western New York. Thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Clock at four. Doncic. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.